0: Hello! and welcome to today's episode of the Business Meets Fitness podcast with your host Lauren Tickner and a special guest today. So today we have a woman who is an incredibly motivational woman called Adrienne Herber on today. She's a fitness model, an avid runner and she is all about women in fitness and business. So in this podcast, we do talk a lot about women in both those two things, fitness and business. But if you're a man listening to this, then please do keep listening because you can share this information with the women in your life and you can use the information to get a better understanding of the place these women are in when they're first getting into fitness, when they're first getting into business, the whole mindset of it all. If you are someone who can resonate with anything that we're saying, I would absolutely love it if you could take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram story, at Lauren Tickner, at Business Meets Fitness, they're the handles that, it'd be amazing if you could tag so that we can get more people tuning into the Business Meets Fitness podcast and listening to this information because... The more people that listen and the more people that you choose to share it with means the more people we can help because holding back information is not gonna be benefiting other people and it's all about you know helping other people. Sharing truly is caring. And funnily enough, Adrienne and I actually talk about that later on in this podcast. So as well as talking about networking and about women in business, fitness, we talk about confidence, we talk about motivation, we talk about emotional commitment in business, saying no, parenting, because Adrienne is a mum as well. We talk about pivoting your personal brand and how collaboration is the key to success. So... Without further ado, let's get in to today's episode of the Business Meets Fitness Podcast. Hello, Adrienne. How are you today? Welcome to the Business Meets Fitness Podcast. Hey, I'm good, thanks. Thanks so much for having me. No, I'm super excited to have you on today because you are an absolute boss girl who is also a mom and it is Mother's Day today. So obviously everyone's going to be listening to this a little bit after, but happy Mother's Day to any mothers out there, a belated Happy Mother's Day. So, Adrienne, do you want to just give the listeners a bit of a background about who you are, what you do, and what impact you're hoping to make on the world?
1: Yeah, sure. So, who I am and what I do. I am an encourager, and I'm a motivator, and I think the way I've done that over the last few years um, in different uh, roles is that I have worked in the fitness industry as a personal trainer. Uh, As a run coach, I lead... Uh, Group workouts. I lead running events. I'm a global ambassador for Adidas. So often that means I get to go around the world and meet with different women and different running communities and kind of spread and share my message. I use social media to do that as well on Instagram and on YouTube and on my blog. And yeah, essentially, I just want to encourage women to not just live an active life. Like that is very important to me. And I felt the benefit, I've seen the benefits in my own life to being a runner, to being more active, to kind of celebrating my my own successes and achievements within sport and encouraging others to do that. But I've also seen transformations in other women's lives. And I don't mean physical transformations like, you know, getting a six pack or, you know, it's more the transformation in them. You know, they, I've trained women who often as well after they've had kids and stuff and they've just, I've seen their confidence grow. I've seen them become more, you know, taking that time out of their life to commit to themselves and kind of telling themselves I am worth spending time on. I am worth it. You know, it's worth it for me to have an hour every day for myself. So I've really enjoyed doing that. And then now, as I said, using social media and kind of growing and trying to share my message to more people, I just want all women to realize that They can do more, they can be more, they can achieve whatever it is. And I think sometimes fitness is a really good way of like measuring goals and stuff because you can set a goal, you can work your ass off and then you can see, you know, you achieve it, for example, like training for a race or something. And then I think you take that and then you can apply that to other areas of your life, whether it's business, relationships, uh, whatever it is, you can kind of, you know, channel that same passion and that same focus to be like, you know what, if I can do that, I can do anything, you know. I literally could not agree more. I found that personally as well through getting
0: into fitness, it has helped me in every single aspect of my life. And I was really interested in kind of what you were saying about. So, so how did you get into fitness? Has it something? Is it something that you've always been into? Running, in particular, I know is a big thing for you. So, how did you get into that? Were you sporty as a kid?
1: Yeah, well, it's kind of like a kind quite a complicated story, but I've always been active. So yeah, as a kid, I did dance classes. I went to athletics track. Like I've always been active and I loved watching athletics. I think watching the world championships at the Olympics was literally my favorite thing ever. Like (laughs) I just love watching track and field. So I loved that, but I never, I never actually ran like on like, you know, the road. I was never a runner like that. And then actually, yeah, I was, I had my son, and my husband unfortunately was really ill when i was pregnant with my son he had a spontaneous uh, bleed on the brain so that meant that he uh, had epileptic seizures and he now has epilepsy so uh, my brother has epilepsy that, as well right so so at that time it was yeah just you know i was pregnant and then i had jude and this was happening with with my husband and it was kind of a really difficult challenging transitional time of like not sure. only becoming a mum but also, you know, having to learn about epilepsy, and and yeah. I didn't I didn't know anything about it before, so. Mm-hmm. I think at that time, like it was quite difficult for me to go out and leave Jude at home with my husband because I was always kind of anxious and worried like, oh, what if he has a seizure and I'm not there. So I never really wanted to go like down to the gym for an hour or, you know, so I, th- I think eventually when I was like, right, I want to do something, I figured I can just go for a run because I could just literally step outside the front door, go for a 20 minute run and, and I'll be back. So really that's kind of why I gave running on the road a go. And then, I really, I think at that time, like I said, I don't think I realized then how much I needed it, but I think being outside and getting some fresh air and having some time for myself, my just headspace, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is great. I need to do this more and more. And yeah, I mean, that was almost seven years ago and now I've run everything from 5k races to marathon. I'm doing my second marathon this year. So I've (laughs) definitely got the, I've definitely got the running bug and become like a real runner.
0: Yeah, definitely. No, and I think it's really cool because the message that you're sharing on social media is kind of there's just this message of, honestly, it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're kind of being active and just really doing it for yourself. And I think that a lot of times people think, you know, that they may be a bit scared to get into the gym. And I think, like we were saying before we jumped on this call, but fitness has typically been dominated by men. And so now for women, it's it's really, it's awesome to see people like you kind of empowering other women to get into fitness. So if there's any tips that you'd be able to kind of give to girls who are maybe a bit scared to start doing fitness, maybe they're scared that they're going to get bulky or anything. What are some kind of tips that you would give to them?
1: Firstly, I'd say uh, find something that is that you actually enjoy. So I think often people look at what other people are doing and think oh that must be, you know, what I need to do. So whether that's running, whether that's lifting weights, whether that's balancing upside down in a yoga pose, you know, it doesn't have to be any of those things. It could just be something that you love. It could be dance class, it could be uh indoor rock climbing, it could be running, it could be, you know, yoga, but I think just try loads of different things and then figure out like if you go to a, a something and you hate it and you're like actually this is boring, like I'm standing here like then then you realize it's not for you. But think trying everything is a good idea um and I think when it comes to this fitness thing of like the aesthetics of like oh if I start working out am I gonna get bulky or am I gonna you know everyone's bodies are so different everyone's genetics are so different and natural. I mean to be honest I've always naturally been quite athletic like as a child I was athletic I don't I don't lift weights or anything now, but I've, I've got, you know, muscle definition and, I, and I'm proud of the body that I have. You know, I want to celebrate kind of my body because it's healthy and it's strong and I'm mm. able to go out and run. I'm able to, you know, do these things. And I think that should be celebrated. But essentially I think for me, it's not really a focus about aesthetics. It doesn't, I don't care. Like if I'm training for a race and um, when I was training for the marathon, for example, I I was I think I probably lost muscle mass and I was probably leaner because just doing so many like slow long runs yeah. but the focus wasn't on my, you know, my butt or my abs or my focus was on raising money for, uh, for charity and doing this race and challenging myself to be able to actually complete a marathon. I was just like, it was more of a head challenge than anything, mental challenge. So yeah, I'd say don't worry too much about the aesthetics. Our bodies are all different shapes and sizes anyway. And I think as long as your body's healthy and it's strong, you should celebrate that, whatever it looks like.
0: I absolutely love that. It's kind of focusing on what your body can do rather than how it looks. And that's kind of when you can get to that mindset with your body and with food and with exercise – it really just opens up so much to you. And it may sound to any listeners out there, that may sound far off if at this period of your life, you that's always constantly on your mind. But you can get there when you find something you love and when it feels right, and it's kind of the exercise that you enjoy, you'll know that that's something that you want to do. And you'll kind of just lose the focus on only about what your body looks like. And I think that this can also be kind of who you follow on social media can be a massive impact on that. What do you mm-hmm. think, Adrienne?
1: Mm -hmm. yeah I would agree I think there's I mean I'm not somebody who bashes this and social media gets a lot of stick and I feel like Mm. it gets a lot of people going oh social media is terrible I think social media is a tool that can be used or abused so you know it's good and bad in everything and I think if you find that you know you seek out it's the one media that you choose exactly what you see and exactly what you don't see Mm, so you follow who you want to follow there's some incredible people online doing amazing things like sharing you know really empowering messages and I think essentially it's just kind of your choice to kind of filter out the things that you don't want to see or that don't, you know, make you feel good or don't lift you up and inspire you. And then just seeking like, look for those accounts and those people that really do. Yeah. Just like inspire you to do something or feel a certain way. And I think the point that you were making before about kind of, if you're in a place where you are focused a lot on kind of like, you know, how my body looks or losing weight or looking a certain shape or whatever, if I'm honest, I think, you know, I don't want this to sound patronizing, but it definitely comes with age. I think sometimes when you're younger, you kind of, you can't think about like, Oh, well I don't really care what my body looks like as long as I can run 5k or whatever. Mm -hmm. You do care about what you look like. You do care about, you know, uh, maybe you put more emphasis on, you know, the size of your thighs or whatever than you should. But I think sometimes that's, that, you know it's accepting that that is important to people for you know that is important it's not about you know um th- their feelings are valid um but I think it's just trying to find a way to say you know what why do you why do you want to change the way you look is that going to make you feel happier is it going to make you do you think you're going to have uh you know a different life? And often people I mean, I've worked with clients who've said to me you know they think their whole life will change if they can change the way they look and sometimes it's quite sad to hear that because I think it might not change your life at all. You know, I think there's other things like your friendships, your family, like who you spend time with, you know, there's so many things and you have so much to offer inside of you, whether you're, you know, whether you're kind, whether you're a good listener, whether you're whatever it is, there's so many things. We all have different things. And so I think often it's quite, yeah, don't put too much focus on, you know, how you look. And that's a, if that is really affecting how you feel, then I think it's, it's probably more than skin deep, if you know what I mean. Do you know where I'm going with that?
0: Oh yeah, no, I agree for sure. And this brings me actually back onto the kind of, um, the age old tale that I, that just springs to mind when I was around, I'd say 15 or 16, maybe even 17. I had this, this like image in my head. When I get to eight stone, I'll be happy. And like, I, 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 it made me lose over two and a half stone in a really unhealthy way. and then lost this weight so fast, through very bad measures that I would never promote to anyone now but I use this story in order to kind of share the fact that when I got to eight stone I was not happy and in fact I was miserable I was having panic attacks every day I couldn't even last a single day at school and that just goes to show that if I had perhaps thought of what the actual issue was at its core rather than doing all these crazy crazy things then you know I would have been in a much better place but It's good because I can obviously use that story now to prevent other people from doing the same thing. But so I just think, um, you know, focusing on what's going to make your body feel good, what's going to make you healthy, and what's going to make you feel strong from the inside out. I think that that is what is really, really, really important. And I think that everything that you're doing, AGM, is all about this. And I'd love to just talk about the new company that you have kind of, well, is it new?
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah, I guess it's quite new. It's six months, so yeah. yeah I mean, it's pretty maybe. new. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I am a co-founder of a community called Get to Know. So on social media, we are we are Get to Know. I'll put and, it in the description for this podcast. Cool. Yeah. So basically, it's myself and AJ Doodoo and Hayley Warnes. and we are all. Well, we're all entrepreneurs. We're all women. We all love sports. We all do different things, but essentially together, we've kind of always had this, we've always got on really well. And we used to kind of have like a WhatsApp and, you know, we did, uh, we did a triathlon together. We did the marathon together, but more than that, we kind of, we'd WhatsApp each other about everything. You know, those, those girls you can just talk to any day, any time, yeah. day or night. <laughs> we talked to them about everything from, you know, YouTube stuff to blog stuff to jobs to relationships, just everything. And it was really amazing to have another woman who, you know, in the same space that you're in, doing the same things day to day, who you can chat to really honestly and openly about every, when I say honestly, like everything from money to, you know, relationship, everything. So it was just great. And we kind of thought, you know what? all women must, must have that. Right. And then we were like, well, maybe they don't. And yeah, I think we realized that if we could get together, kind of pool our contacts together, create like meetups and events and panel discussions and just do, you know, face-to-face stuff because online's great. And it's awesome to have like, you know, your tribe online, but it's amazing to be able to get in the same room as people Mm -hmm. and share your ideas and chat and stuff. So we kind of started it thinking, okay, we'll have like 15 of our, girl boss mates that kind of want to hang out and kind of skill swap. And we really wanted it to be a space where it was like whatever you were doing, whether you were a a DJ or a personal trainer or a journalist, whatever it was, if you were a woman and you're a freelancer, then we were like, this is for you kind of thing. And essentially our first meetup, we had 110. We had 110 women to the launch party. And then we've just done events where... Yeah, it was crazy and it was amazing. We kind of we put all these post-it notes up on the wall and we ask everyone to write down their information, their at handles, their phone numbers, whatever, and kind of take photographs with their phone yeah. so that they can follow up after. And we've had, yeah, we've had people telling us you know, over the last six months that they came to our event and they met somebody who they've now gone into business with or they've got an internship or they've got like featured in a magazine, or you know, they've just people are actually really utilizing it for what it is. It's a network for women it's not about us it's not about like me and Haley and AJ we when we do these panels we get other people we get like industry experts to come and speak on the panel and uh, we just facilitate it we just set it up you know so yeah it's awesome and we're hoping this year you know we've got loads of things coming up our next event is actually all about money and women making money how they can you know being brave to talk about money what we need to know that like the boring side like doing tax returns and VAT and you know just like the real oh, stuff yeah. that, that that women in business need to talk about.
0: For sure definitely and this actually brings me really nicely onto kind of the next point because I think women in business is something that you know it's rising massively there's still obviously issues within the whole business space and women in business but what's kind of, so this is amazing so obviously you're bringing women together and I will definitely be coming to some of these events in the future I can't believe I only just found out about this whole new network the other day but hey ho, you know at least I found out about it now so what have you seen have been kind of the main struggles that women have been facing
1: within this network that they've spoken about perhaps mm-hmm. so one has been confidence definitely confidence and I don't mean I mean in a sense that like They have an idea or they have, you know, something going on, but they're kind of not confident enough to shout about it enough. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of like, oh, I've started this thing, but you know, I just, it's kind of small and they don't want it. And I'm like, great. Like you have this great idea. Go for it. Why aren't you like, you know, doing this and posting this and doing that? And they're like, oh, I don't know. And I feel like sometimes people just need a confidence boost. They need someone else to team up with, to tell them this is awesome. You know, go for it, kind of thing, and it's just like when they're first getting into fitness, women are scared, like I
0: always find
1: yeah, it's just a confidence boost, needing yeah. somebody else to kind of give you that kind of and you you do it, yeah, reinsurance exactly um another one another struggle that people have had in this business space, I think often it's kind of managing emotional commitments, so say, for example, you as you said, mm-hmm. I'm a mum. um and I think when you are a mother or if you even, I don't know, women in general, I think you tend to give to so many people. So you give, 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 whether that's your time, your energy, you know, to your partner, to your kids, to your friends, family, it's hard to say no, because I think you want to women, I think just you know, it's hard to say no. So yeah. I think managing like emotional and the responsibility of your commitment and saying, you know what, I'm going to take this time off. Say for example, like a, a guy generally, not, not, not everyone, but like generally speaking, when it comes to work, they're working and that's it. Do you know what I mean? They're just working. Those are the hours they're working. They might be doing their business, whatever, but no one necessarily, well, less often would my husband get asked, Oh, who's looking after your son today? Where's your, where's your kid? Because people don't ask dads when they're at work, where's your kids? Whereas for women, I definitely feel like often it's, you know, I've been asked before when I've been abroad traveling, doing a job. Oh, you know, who's looking after your son? Yeah, I'm Like his father, my husband he you know what I mean like both parents can parent so I think that can sometimes be an issue because women feel like or are made to feel like they should kind of have this yeah this emotional responsibility to starting your own business or to working and you have to juggle it with everything else and you know you can't be seen to be prioritizing work over family and I think it's a difficult balance I think the way I see it is you have to do what's right for you, and like let go of any judgment. No one's—I'm yeah. not about to tell people, you know, how to parent or how to manage their work-life balance. And I think sh- other people shouldn't judge others. I think it's about you know doing what's best for your family. Every, as you said, it's Mother's Day. Every woman is doing their best, like every mm-hmm. mom. So yeah, I think not judging others and their choices, but just having the confidence to go, I'm going to make this work. I'm, I want to do this. I want to build a business, and I can. I can manage it. I can juggle it all. Hell yeah! Hell yeah!
0: yeah. Yes. So- <laughs> so, how has having a son impacted your
1: career? How has it impacted my career? Well, I don't think I ever would have become a personal trainer if I hadn't have had my son. Because honestly, you before? so before that, I was a professional dancer. So I and was yes. in, yeah, I was in a musical um, in London, and then after having Jude, and obviously I said my husband was ill, and it was kind of just a big transitional time. And I was mm. thinking, what can I do that I can kind of take? fit around like my son and at the time he was a baby and I was meeting I was going to like play groups and baby swimming club and I was meeting so many mums and all the time they were always asking me like oh how did you get back in shape oh my gosh your baby's only six months and you're already you know like how did you get back in shape and people used to ask me and I end up telling people like advice oh you should you know go for walks or you should try this you know I was giving people advice and I wasn't a trainer so I kind of thought you know what I could start I could become a trainer and then I could do classes to help these mums out yeah so that's really kind of how I started I literally did my level two and my level three um and then I basically went out with the pushchair with a thousand leaflets I've told this story before a thousand leaflets which I printed off I, I ordered them online and then I put them through people's front doors and gave them out to people literally like that wow yeah to do my first ever like mum class like it was like a boot camp for two weeks and I did a class every morning and every night obviously they didn't come to them all it was like just come when you can and and that's how I started in the fitness industry literally wow. giving out leaflets yeah that was insane so that was what around six and a half years ago yeah like, yeah how old is, yeah about six years ago yeah so that was before kind of the whole
0: rise of social media did you use Facebook or anything back then or you were literally just leafleting
1: I um I think I just did leaflets and then I think wow. maybe I did a Facebook maybe I just like Facebook messaged like my mummy friends but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I didn't have a page. I didn't have Instagram didn't exist then. I didn't have any social. So if you think about if I was doing this now, it's mental to think actually how many people you can reach with a click of a button. I physically walked around for a whole day and gave out a thousand leaflets. And I don't think there's anything... Wrong with that either because let's be honest, like just because we like, I think our communities live on social media, but where I live, I live in Hertfordshire, there's a lot of women and mums around here who probably don't have Instagram or YouTube. And if I was to go out now and give out a thousand leaflets, I'd probably still get the same. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, it's definitely. It's, right
0: it's about knowing your target audience, isn't it? Like, where are they hanging out? Because wherever they're hanging out, you want to be hanging out with them.
1: <laughs> yeah, much. exactly. And I mean, obviously it's changed now and I would use social media now. And I think I do, you know, if I'm, if I'm doing an event now, I'll kind of, um, I'll do an Eventbrite ticket thing. I'll put it in my yeah. Instagram stories and kind of say, you know, swipe up to get a ticket. And it is, I do think we are so lucky now. It's so much easier. You know, you can, you oh, can hell create, yeah. You can do it yourself and it's free as well. Like I had to pay for those 1,000 leaflets from Vistaprint.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Trust me, I've done leafleting in, in the past though as well, like for an estate agency, handing in the leaflets through doors. And I feel you yeah, how hard it is. But now like those 1,000 people, you have what, around 30,000 followers on social media or something? Mm-hmm. You're, you're reaching out to 30 times the amount of people simply by a click of a button nowadays. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the algorithms aren't going to be showing you quite as many, you know, to all these people. But it could happen. So, how do you think having social media and having your personal brand that you've established within the fitness industry, how has that helped you build this? Firstly, this new business, and secondly, kind of just all you know, you do tons of different stuff. You're an Adidas ambassador. How has how has building your personal brand helped you achieve all of this success?
1: I think. I guess it was kind of, now I look at it in that way and I'm like, oh, personal brand this and social that, but I definitely didn't look at it that way three years ago when I no. started it.
0: But it's So yeah, funny, right?
1: When- yeah. Like when I downloaded Instagram three years ago, I remember just posting photos of me and Jude. Like he was, yeah, he was like, maybe it was four years ago. Yeah. Cause he was yeah. like two years old. And I remember posting little pictures of us together, like, uh, going to the library or, you know, little cute pictures of him with food around his face, you know, like mums post pictures of their babies. Yes. And then I think, to be honest, whenever I posted a picture of me, like going out for a run or like, I would say, you know, yeah, people would always comment being like, oh my gosh, like, yes, like, mums can, like, work out. My <laughs> mums can, and it was that thing of my other mum friends being like, yeah, actually, I'm going to ask my husband to look after the kids because <laughs> I want to go out and run. And it was that thing of being like, yeah, guys, we can do this. Yeah. So I think I noticed that people definitely kind of need would, would needed that, you know what I mean? Someone yeah. else to kind of go, come on, guys, like, let's get out and let's do this. So that was that was kind of a guess i started. And then my sister actually encouraged me to start a blog. My sister was... My sister's like, yeah, you know, she's amazing, but she's the academic, like genius in the family. And I think in between doing her degree and doing her masters, she was like working at some company. And at the time they were getting um her to like reach out to bloggers to do something. Okay. So she was kind of going, Oh, you know, this whole blog, this is like how many years, like four years ago. So she was like, you know, this whole blogging thing. She was like, you should definitely get involved in that, and, like start mm-hmm. a blog to like share with your uh, people that come to your boot camp and like all your like mummy friends, she was like, you should do a blog for like fitness for mums. And I was kind of like, yeah, you know, I'll give it a go. So I started it. And, and as, as I said, it was more geared at like mums and fitness and postnatal. But honestly, like I realized soon after that I started it, that I was like, yes, I am a mum and I do like fitness. But I was like, I'm so much more than that, we all are like as women, we're so multifaceted. We're not just put in one box and then that's it. Your Jude's yes, mum, that's it. I so then I was that. like, why am I just sharing like mum or this, post or that? Actually, my sister's not a mum, and I've got other friends that don't have kids so they still wanna, you know, access this stuff. So then I just mm-hmm. kind of got rid of the whole like, you know, oh, I'm just a mum thing. I was like, you know what? actually, I'm just Adrienne. That's it. You know, whether I'm talking about working out, whether I'm talking about mum stuff, whether I'm talking about I don't know, hair product clothes, like what I'm eating, my holiday, like anything that I enjoy, I think some other person who's like minded to you is gonna maybe be interested and in. everyone has a unique perspective because it's their life. So essentially I just thought, you know what, well, I'm just gonna kind of, yeah, share little bits and pieces of what I'm doing and what inspires me and that that's essentially still what I'm doing now. Yeah, no, and I think that's what's really cool, kind of like, you know, when you're crafting your message on social
0: media and stuff. You can do. You can choose to share whatever the hell you want to share because it is your and it's it's you and your business. And I think it's cool how you've been able to kind of obviously attract brands to partner with, such as Adidas, one of the biggest companies in the world, which is absolutely insane. And then also kind of do your own thing with this new uh, with this new female network that you're working on. So, is there anything else that you're currently working on and doing right now?
1: Oh my gosh, so many things! Like all I know. <laughs> yeah. I think now that now that we are so lucky to kind of have all these different revenues, tra- you know, all these different channels, it's there's so much opportunity now. I feel like sure. I think if you have a really strong, and also just going back to what you said then about you know building your brand and your message, I think it can change, and I think that's what's really. You know, should remember that people think they have to start off like this is it, this is my kind of mission statement, and I have to live by it. Actually, mine started off as being, like I said, it was called that'smymum.com. It was like, yeah, yeah, it was postnatal fitness, and it changed. And the thing is, like, you know, you can change. I'm not saying, oh, you know, if you started a blog about fashion and then you suddenly changed it to being about, I don't know baking like of course you know what I mean like but the thing is you can like we we yeah think about me I've changed so much I used to be purely
0: fitness macros like literally that and now I talk tons about business but Mm -hmm. that's the beauty of it you can pivot and I think that that's kind of what makes it more interesting as well
1: Mm -hmm. yeah for sure so things that are coming up what's coming up so as I said training for my well I haven't really started up in the (laughs) ante yet but second marathon is end of the year Mm -hmm. I am it's in Berlin okay And it's in September. So, yeah, summer is going to be a lot of training, a lot of running. Yeah. Um, But I actually prefer that because last year when I trained for London, I had to train through winter, and that Mm. was, like, grim. So, yeah, training for that. I am doing another triathlon as a team Um, in July yeah I want to say July uh, what else is happening so um, on my blog and on my YouTube actually I have kind of started this series of motivation like little short morning motivation so I used to do it on Instagram I, love that. I used to do an Instagram live where I'd literally just go live for 10 minutes yeah, in the morning yeah. and share a different message every day to kind of just for people to start their day feeling good like feeling mm. pumped up I feel like there's so much stuff to bring you down I just wanted to share something that like make you feel great that's so funny I just did that on an Instagram live this morning <laughs> Oh, really cool, yeah. yeah. So, I'm doing yeah. that and I'm putting them on YouTube because I think Instagram Live was awesome, but obviously it was just for the people that could get on at that time, exactly. So, yeah, I'm hoping to share those more. And then, yeah, I'm doing uh, more speaking events where I'm doing a TEDx, I'm speaking at yeah, TEDx, that's amazing, that's, that's kind amazing. of crazy. I'm going to be speaking there, sharing what my- are you speaking about? Well, I can't actually disclose it, it's, top oh, it's not top okay. secret, but yeah, let's just say that I want to share. I want to share my message and my message essentially is for women to do more and to be more. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'll be talking about at TEDx. Definitely. That's amazing. That's so cool. Is there anything else you want to leave with the audience about women in business,
0: women in fitness or anything like that before we just end this podcast?
1: I think the last thing that I would like to say, one thing I essentially since starting Get to Know in September, is that collaboration is key. And although mm-hmm. people talk about it online and they say, you know, women supporting women, and like it's just it's not just a hashtag. It needs to be a real thing yes. when you actually support other women. And I don't mean this is what this is what I want to say. I don't mean thinking right, okay. Adrienne said, collaboration is key. So who can I collaborate with that's going to help me? You know, who's going to, who can I collab with that's going to help me to get to where I want to get to or to introduce me to this person or to whatever. Actually think about who you can collaborate with that you can help. Who can you give advice to? Who could you give like a step up to? Who could you give a shout out to and help them? Because actually collaboration is incredible and you never know what it could lead to. So mm-hmm. I encourage this year for me is the year of collaboration. I encourage." you to reach out to other women and i mean if there's guys listening as well this isn't just about women like guys can collaborate and 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 cross gender as well guys girls whatever i think it's just about having that person who you can you know who's going to support your ideas who's going to encourage you who's not going to kind of roll their eyes and go oh you know who's who's going to believe in you and just have someone else to like bounce your energy off so yeah collaborate and reach out to anyone never think that you know this person's not going to reply to me or this person. You never know until you try. Yeah,
0: I agree so much. So I've got a couple of points on this topic just because it I honestly could not agree more. Firstly, I think like, Someone else's success does not take away from your success. And I think a lot of times people may see someone who's perhaps in their niche or doing the thing that they want to be doing, and they may be thinking just because they're doing well and they have what I want means that I can't have it as well. And maybe like they don't want to associate themselves with that person because they think that they may lose opportunities to that person. But that is not true. If you work together, who knows what could happen? Mm -hmm. So That's the first thing that I say. The second thing is in my new personal branding course, I actually... What, one of the things that I teach is I teach um, the students that every single day I want them to kind of I want them to have over time like accumulated a list of people that they love to like be able to essentially well not necessarily collaborate with but just like have a chat with mm-hmm. what I get them to do is I get them to dm someone like one person every day like just one person that's all because it doesn't want to be overwhelming comment on their posts but on their posts provide value to them because if you're providing valuable comments to other people that are actually insightful and informative then this person who's supposed your commenting on they're going to see you as someone who is actually you know credible you know what you're talking about and it will make them be more attracted to kind of talking back to you and my final point is about when you're networking with someone like what value can you provide to them because that's what it's all about realistically if you're saying if you got someone in, in a conversation and just start you know, saying, oh, I really want to pick your brains about X. And that's kind of, you know, it's kind of a bit of a, it's it's nice for them, but it's also kind of a bit like, "Mm," because this person's like, you know, it's, it's all about when you, when you have a conversation with someone, it's like, what can you provide to them? So a good example of this recently is I sent a DM to someone who I massively look up to within the world of kind of like marketing and all that business type stuff. I sent him a DM and he's like, this guy's like 50, okay. So I just thought, you know, he's never going to reply to me. Like he's super well known, super famous. He's got like several, like multiple seven figure businesses and anyway, I DM'd him, blah, 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 got chatting. Um, and he said, look, I really want to get you on my podcast. Um, send me an email and we'll organize it. Just from, you know, telling him what I could offer him, like just mm-hmm. having a chat. And it was just all about providing value. And now, obviously, I have an incredible opportunity to go on someone else's podcast and just, yeah, have a chat, really. So that was the moral of the story is just provide as much value to the person that you're talking to as possible. Offer what you can. And, yeah, I just think that that's really, really important.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think that doesn't... Do, it, it's good using that example of like DMing people, but I think at our networking events, we kind of say to people, it's the, exactly the same thing in real life, like in exactly. face-to-face. Definitely. Often people will say, oh, I don't like networking, face-to-face is really awkward, or I don't know what to say, or I don't know what to talk about. And yeah. like you said, you, never, you don't want someone to kind of suddenly pitch your, their CV to you and start being like, oh, like, you know, it, I think it's good to kind of... It sounds so basic, but actually asking people questions and then really listening yeah. to the answers. So if you ask somebody like... I always start, like if I go into a huge you know, room of people at a networking event and I don't know anyone and I want to talk to somebody, I will literally, the first person that I see who makes eye contact with me, I'll go, hey, hi, oh, I'm Adrienne, what's your name? And they'll tell me their name and then I'll say, oh, how was your day? Like how, you know, ask them how was their day? They might say like it was... It was it was crazy. They've been really busy, and they just rushed to get here. Or it might they might say it was whatever, but it's kind of just natural. It feels relaxed because you just said somebody, "Hey, how was your day?" Or you know, just a simple thing like that. And then actually, like I said, really listening to the answer. There's nothing worse than when you talk to somebody in kind of a networking environment, and you can see they're so checked out. They're kind of standing there, kind of listening, thinking, "Mm, "I don't really know who you are, or whether this conversation is going to value me." So they're just not listening. Yes, that is so true. sorry yeah. you go. Oh, yeah, I'm saying like they're not you can tell they're checked out and they're not listening and there's nothing worse so I think when I ask somebody like hey what's your name I'm Adrienne oh so you know how did you find out about this event or you know how was your journey like, I genuinely listen to the answer because that's how a conversation should be and it's not just the case of like trying to figure out as quick as you can who is this person what do they do you know is that you know and just trying to kind of get something out of it for yourself and being selfish yeah exactly like I think a lot of times
0: people kind of go into a conversation and they're thinking what can I get out of this conversation Is it wasting my time? Should I go chat to someone else who's bigger and better? But like, why should you think that way? Any like that? Every single person in the world. Well, okay, maybe not every single person, but that everyone has something to offer. To someone. No,
1: I believe every single person in the world, every single person, no matter who it is. That's the thing. It's, but now I think, you know, it's not about, I know it's not just all about social media and whatever, but as you just said, people do this thing of like bigger and better. And who is this person? You could literally chat to somebody on the train. You have no idea who they are. I've done it previously. And I know people at our events that have, and they've, and it's been, an opportunity or a relationship or a person that was absolutely essential for them. And you know, you just think yeah. you can't judge a book by its cover or by you know how many Instagram followers they have or something oh like that. Because <laughs> it, it's stuff. ridiculous, yeah. Just like actually have real conversations. And actually, it's funny when it like with um I a good example of that. I don't know, is this too long? Are you like trying yeah. to wrap it up? No, um, no, not at all. <laughs> <Unless> <laughs> just, I'm just scrolling. I just talk all day. But basically, I went to an influencer event once, which was hosted by a brand. And and there was lots of influencers there wasn't actually that many but there was a group of influencers there and there was also a celebrity there so uh, the, you can imagine the dynamic was quite you know like everybody's like doing their social and trying to be all you know like get in everyone's pictures and just so it was quite like i don't know like it, you know so- i'm laughing because literally like this is why i hate going to these events so- <laughs> Well, I got to so many and so many of them I love, but this I just remember this because mm. the reason was like I was just like you know me, I'm chatty. I chat to everybody, as you can tell. Mm. I like to talk, so I chat to everybody. And basically, it was a lady standing there who you know, there's always people at the events who are kind of part of the team that are putting on the event. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The PR people, people, yeah. Yeah. So she wasn't a social media influencer. She wasn't the celebrity girl. She was, you know, just a lady, and she was pregnant. And I remember being like, "Oh my gosh, you're pregnant!" I was like, "That's so cool." I was like, "I have a son," and I ended up talking to her for like 20 minutes. Like, so I was really in with the yeah like chatting with the influencers but I was talking to her for about 20 minutes just like oh when are you due and like that's so exciting do you know if you're having a boy or a girl blah 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 chatting away and then literally like about I think it was about six or eight weeks later that woman who I'd been talking to she had had her baby gone on maternity leave and then she basically like uh, there was an opportunity for the brand that had sponsored the event, had done the event, to do an article, like a three-page thing in Stylist magazine, and it was all about um, women and fitness, and it was about. I don't remember the exact take on it but essentially she was like oh I've got the perfect person in mind she was like I met her at this event you know she's a mum." she was like she's really nice she's really cool and she basically put me forward and I did this like four page thing in the magazine and Jude was in it as well and it was oh. all about yeah like my oh it's all about yeah like juggling my life between like fitness and being a mum and running my business etc and it was a four page thing and like I said there was there was loads of influencers there with way more followers than me you know the celebrity there there was all these people and I wasn't there like thinking right who can I talk to, talk to who's gonna mm-hmm. you know help me who's gonna whatever I was just like oh my gosh this woman's pregnant i want to chat to you this is cool and that actually led to me being in a four-page spread in a magazine so it just shows you don't look around the room and think who's here that's gonna value who's gonna do something for me you know because no if, if you were to do that nobody would go over and speak to the pregnant PR woman you know what I mean like everyone's gonna go and try and speak to that person who's got 500,000 subscribers on YouTube <laughs> who's doing the vlog and be like oh let me get in the background of your vlog <laughs> you know oh
0: my gosh honestly everything that you said just then i just i could not agree
1: (laughs) you've been there there. like seriously like
0: it's just you know it's when you have conversations with people and you know that they want to get something out of you and it just it leaves a bad taste in your mouth Mm -hmm. and i think honestly i just i'll say i said it once but i'll say it again it's all about you know just genuine genuinely like making friends with these people because you know yeah, it's cool having business relationships, but realistically, like, in life, you need friends. Yeah. <laughs> if you're thinking of everyone as a business relationship, realistically, it's not going to get you very far. And if you are having genuine conversations that you really, really care about, like, that's what's going to it's gonna be a good thing in the end. Like, for example, Adrienne, you know, we just got chatting the other day. And that's why I wanted to have you on my podcast, like, because if you'd have never mentioned, like, if if we'd have just stuck to business the whole time when we were kind of doing this business thing, um, and do, like making that class that we were doing the other day when. Well, yeah, it would have never come up. Exactly. And so like, I don't know, I just think it's, I just think it's cool just having genuine conversations with people and just really connecting kind of to the person for the person, not to the person just because of a number that's attached to their name.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Amen. Yeah. So that's that. And then, uh, That's it really. I mean, I think that this has been a really good podcast. We've had a nice chat here. I kind of forgot we were filming.
1: (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me. As I said, it is Mother's Day Uh today. I've been spoilt this morning. Um, my husband and dude are outside. No, they went to take football outside about half an hour ago because I was like, don't interrupt the podcast. Have you seen that? Have you seen that news report thing where like the kids run in when he's on doing the news? Did you ever see that? (laughs) I'm not gonna lie, no, but I can actually it's hilarious. It's basically a news presenter and he's live on like some kind of like uh, interview thing, and then basically his Oh no, yeah, yeah That's exactly what I was imagining
0: I just didn't know that That's the thing that you were talking about Yeah Yes
1: So I was basically like Go outside and play football Don't interrupt the podcast (laughs) So um, yeah So I'm going to go And um, spend the rest of the day With them As it is Mother's Day We're having kind of a lazy day at home So Oh,
0: so cute Well send them my love And it has been lovely Having you on the podcast I'm just going to leave all the links To all of your social media In the description for the podcast Just because it's easier Sure Uh, yeah no awesome it's been great and i hope you have a lovely lovely mother's day thanks lauren Bye. Bye. so that wraps up today's episode of the business meets fitness podcast and i need your help i need you to tell me who you want me to interview next because we've had fitness guests in the past we've had business guests and we've had people who are a fusion of The two, just like Adrienne has been today, but I would just love to know if there is anyone in particular. If there is, please do shout them out, tag them in the Instagram story when you share it because if you do that, then who knows, they might see it and they might get keen to come on the podcast. So that's that and if you could, as always, leave a review, that would be amazing. We're almost at 50 reviews now, which is really cool and I'm thinking when there's 100 reviews, I think I might just do a giveaway. if that's not motivation I don't know what is, again thank you so much if you do choose to share this episode I appreciate you so much and I always reply to every single one of your direct messages when it goes directly into my direct messages as you share and also you can tweet me at Lauren underscore Tickner, I have left all the links to my social media and Adrienne's social media and website in the description for this podcast I hope you have a lovely 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 day and remember to smile i well.